Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com slash support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. Sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps! Where's Baskin? Let's rock! Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I am your host, Jamie Prater, and I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick Green. And we'd like to introduce our new full-time co-host, Christian Motzka. There you go. Good job. <laughs> and thank you. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I have been practicing today. It's like, it's Motzka, it's Motzka. <laughs> thank you. And our special guest, Andy Geek Girl, thank you for coming on the show today. Of course. Thank you for having me. People might know Andy from our, what was our commentary that we did for Aliens, Patrick? She has been she was on that last year for Alien Day. She's been on the show yeah. a number of times. She's yeah. on basically every single live stream that we do. And she ha- wins the internet every time she posts anything. Yes, uh, that's true. Especially things that relate to what we're talking about tonight, yeah. which is kids and, and Alien. So yeah. yeah, it's it's always such a, a treat to have her back on the show, too. Oh, thank you. Yes, thanks for joining. But before we get into what we're here to talk about, I'd like to start with you, Christian, talking about what is your alien fandom? How do you, how, as you've joined us on Perfect Organism almost overnight, like honestly, we asked Christian last week, we thought he might give this couple weeks, talk it over, like think about it, everything that we had to, because we were throwing a lot at him. And it was within a couple days or the same day, maybe you were like, I'm in. I'm in, but I'm curious for fandom. Like, what, what, what is alien fandom for you? How, how do you, how do you embrace it? So, I guess my primary focus is really on the costumes and the props from the first three films, and especially the way that a lot of the props were actually made out of found items, combined in different ways. And so, it's become really fun to actually try to track down those vintage items and make replicas for myself. So Christian is underselling himself a little bit here. Oh yeah, major, major. <laughs> profoundly. Jamie and I, like, you know, we were like, well, why don't you like show us some of the stuff, you know, that you do with the Instagram guys too. We were like, Christian, we know you're like really into, you know, prop making and costuming and stuff. Can you show us some things? And then like 700 pictures later, I'm like, this this man is recreating the entire sound stages from the movies. In his, where is first off, where does this stuff go? So most of my collection is either in my office or out in the garage. A couple of years ago, though, my wife and I made a sort of alien-adjacent film called Last Flight of the Freya 7. And for that, we redressed the basement, the office, um, the garage, I think three different times. We had it dressed as different sets, but then I really had to scale back after that.
we can talk about really why we why we're here tonight and what the episode is. And this is something that Patrick and I have been talking about for at least a good year. I brought it up to him last year, probably post Alien Day, because I get all these ideas really like really quick after Alien Day. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this. And he's like, well, let's talk about it. Why don't you we wait? Do Every year you do this <laughs> shit, Jamie. And I'm like, oh my I God. Do. He's like, the next audio drama is finished. I know. I start talking <laughs> just, about the next audio drama. I uploaded this edit <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I know. I can't help it. I Every can't. single year. Sorry. But it's am- I love it. That's what I love about you is you follow your heart. Art, you know, for better for work. Usually it's for better. For better for you know? work. Yeah. No, it is. No, it is for better. Yeah, yeah. But we but this was something again, my two if anyone doesn't know, my father's birthday is on April twenty sixth, so it's that's special to me. And then my dad is also the one who got me into aliens, as you guys know, and as a lot of people who listen to our show knows. So everything is special to me. It all sort of relates back to my father sort of passing down his love for sci fi to me and then introducing me to the series that I've that is now a part of me is my right arm is, you know, so I really felt like a way to honor him and to honor all of our parents and you guys as parents, because part of it is too like knowing Patrick, knowing you, Andy, seeing the photos, seeing what you guys do with your kids. And then, of course, with Christian, seeing his kids dressed up and the costumes that you've made. I was like, this is an episode. This is something worth pursuing because it, this movie and this experience, it's, it's breached past this. Oh, we're cool. We're it's fandom and we're having fun and we love these movies. It's turned into something bigger than that. And I felt like it was important to honor what that is. And I mean, again, like to, to, to talk about you, Andy, for a second and your kids. I mean, your your fandom is so great that your kids ended up in a photo with Michael Bean posed as Ripley, him posed as Hicks, creating one of the greatest iconic fandom pictures there are. It was just recently shared around again in some other group. I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. And actually, no, I think Michael Bean shared it recently, didn't he? Just oh, like he, two weeks ago. I think his wife like popped like, puts it up there every now and then because i think it comes up as like a reminder like a year ago you posted this every now and then i'll see it on twitter like somebody randomly said reminder that this happened and they just posted <laughs> the picture yep. and that one got like sixteen thousand likes wow. like in a day it's like wow. it, but it shows too like the extent of the fandom and some of the people who liked it like we were just watching thor with the girls like we're introducing them to the mcu and I guess, oh, what's his name? Zach something. Zach Snyder? Stent? Oh. No, it wasn't Snyder. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> something else. He was like, he. I think he was a screenwriter. He uh, was one of the screenwriters for Thor. I had recognized the name. And like, sure enough, I looked back and he had posted it like a year ago. Wow. And it got Whoa. around. It's like big in like the comic book world, like a lot of comic book writers because that was the movie or part of, you know, like they're all grew up when we grew up. So they all, that's one of the movies that, you know, they, they idolize. That's so I just thought that was really cool that it's yeah. reached. Do you have a uh, photo of that close to you by chance of the photo of those photos? Yeah. It's in the other room. I can no worries. It. No worries. I okay. just thought if it was close to you, maybe you could show it up. But I think a lot of people know what we're talking about. Yeah, I see it in my head. It's like, like Oh yeah. Yesterday. Oh yeah. That, it's that is, in, it's, it's still, in, I brought that up on many episodes. It's like one, maybe my favorite like fandom post ever because it captures something really special. It captures a number of things that are really special, but one of them is that we are helping our kids 
to grow up as like a generation that will continue this fandom experience into the future as kids who aren't afraid of the dark, you know, or maybe are afraid of the dark, but enjoy that fear a little bit as kids who are willing to do things that aren't like prototypical, you know, kid activities because they're fun and because they get out of their comfort zone a little bit. And then you can share this like really deep abiding love that you have with them. And, and I know speaking personally, and, and I'm assuming for you guys as well, that that connect and Jamie with your nephews and things, that connection of like passing that torch really revivifies like my own connection to it. And it makes me see it with new eyes again and makes me think like how exciting this really was when it was new to me, you know? And so every time I see those photos, I'm really brought back to that place of like, man, like these kids are going to grow up with such a deep appreciation for this because their mom like wasn't afraid to show them a scary movie because she knew that they would love it, you know? So yeah, I, I love that. I love that post. Thanks. I do too. Yeah. It's for me. So just to kind of put this out there, the, my daughter who was Ripley has actually never seen it and it's full. <laughs> yes. And she's the older one because she's, she's more sensitive. Yeah. So she, we started watching it with her and she does not like suspense like that. So the whole scene, when they go into Hadley's hope, that's where she kind of lost it. Cause she's like, I know something's going to happen and it's too much for me. Whereas my younger daughter, Newt was like, bring it on. <laughs> like she <laughs> was, cute. she was glued to that screen and we showed her aliens first. Cause I figured, cause that's, first of all, that's the order I saw it. Mm -hmm. I figured that was the more kid friendly. I mean, not really, but you know, <laughs> like <laughs> it's better way to introduce it with yeah. like the action. And I mean, she loved it. She thinks she's new. Like she, <laughs> she's oh. like, I, I would do that. Like I want to slide down that slide, and I want to crawl in the tunnel. So she identified with that. She loves Ripley. And then one random day, she's like, "Mommy, I think I'm ready for Alien. <gasps> like I want to, yeah." And so just the At two of us watched this? this was last, she's about to turn nine. So I think okay. she was like, not quite eight. She was like wow. seven or eight. It's a magic. It's um, always between seven and yes. nine. Every episode this comes up. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the witching hour. You know, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. yeah. And she was and it. I mean, and she and you, we know that the beginning of Alien is not kid friendly. there. It's slow. It takes its time. There's there's a lot of space and you know moments of no dialogue, and she was riveted. Wow. She's like, I can't wait to see like Ripley's origin story. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it was, it, and she loved it. She loved them both. So it's up there with her favorites, with Frozen <laughs> and Aliens. <laughs> Those are like so. But my older daughter is like, I think I'm going to be ready soon. I'm going to oh. be ready. Cause she's excited. There's excitement for her. You know, she's like, I can't wait to watch it when I'm ready. So I think she's, she's almost there. It took her a while. It took her a while with Indiana Jones. You know, it took her a while, even with like, cause anything with like faces or body horror, she's not a fan. So that's why we waited. Understandable. That's an understandable yeah. thing for a kid to hate. Yeah, exactly. Melting faces, like, exploding chests, you know, yeah. Like I get well, and, you. <laughs> and kids, it's I think when you're watching a movie as a child, there's less delineation that what you're seeing isn't real. Like for instance, when I saw the Dark Crystal when I was a kid, I had no idea that Agra was not a real thing. I thought who is this woman? Where did they find her? Seriously, I did. I had no idea. And I, I believed what I was seeing. I didn't realize that she was a puppet until years later. I mean, years later, I was 
It's from 30 that year. <laughs> yeah. It's a 1936. That was a puppet. <laughs> but yeah, I, I get it. Like I get it that like kids uh, are and things are scary when you're a kid. Things. I mean, there's. I, I remember Jabba the Hutt freaking me out as a little boy when I saw it in the theaters. Yes, I did. I saw it in the theaters. I was old enough, Patrick. <laughs> Uh, My I first that... movie in the theater was Dark Crystal, by the way. Was it really? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a hell of a start. Or, or at least that's the one I remember. That's my yeah. first memory. Yeah. yeah. Mine was Return of the Jedi. So I hear you. I hear you. Mine I'm... was like the fourth Beethoven movie. I have a nephew, my nephew Sebastian, who I introduced into this series as well. And every time like he hears anything, he'll, hey, Jamie, did you hear this about Alien? What do you think about everything? Is He's asking me. He's 20 now, but he's he's known I loved this series since he was a little boy. And he loves it, too. Maybe not as much as I do, but clearly he's interested. So without further ado, as we get into this episode on, again, the lineage, the the legacy of aliens in terms of how we were brought into it. Andy, can you refresh us and tell us how you fell in love with this series? Sure. So I first saw it when it was on that uh, Fox aired it. And I believe it was the special edition version, or at least some scenes from it. And I was with my cousins and my cousins always introduced us to like all the horror movies that we were not allowed to watch at home. And I was I was riveted and I remember knowing every character's name like immediately after that movie. And then my younger brother and I in the time of video rental stores, we would pretty much go like once a week and we would go find videos and one would always be aliens. We're like, "All right, let's watch it again." So eventually my mom's like, "I'm just going to buy it." But my dad was really the one who got into movies with us. My mom liked it, but she's like, she liked more of, you know, she was not into action at all. So every time a new movie came out, my dad took us or we would watch them over and over again. And aliens stuck with my brother and I, that was like, you were fascinated. And so my dad kind of got into it through us. If that makes sense. Like we kept watching and he's like, Oh, and then that actually kind of led down the like going into basically being a fan of everything James Cameron did. You know, we started watching the Terminator and then T- when T2 came out, that was like huge for us. So, but aliens was really like the linchpin. And then in high school, I found a bestie who also loved aliens and we just clicked and, and then it kind of renewed my interest again. And then, you know, it sort of came and went. I would go, like now I watch it all the time again, but there were there were lengths of time, maybe in college when I didn't watch it, you know, a lot. And then, like you said, like having kids, I think it just, I saw it through different eyes. Like I saw it more through Ripley's eyes and through, you know, I just saw it through a different lens and... And then I found you guys, and then it just kind of renewed my spirit. And then I got into like Comic Cons, and I'm like, oh my God, it's a great time to be a geek and love this stuff again. And so it just kind of picked up from there. 
And my kids at this point are like, okay, can you stop talking about aliens? Although not really. (laughs) (laughs) So my older daughter who hasn't seen it yet, I swear to she's like a detective. She's like, I know this happens. And I know you talked about this. And I know that like, Bishop gets impaled because of like the eight figurines you have. And we just keep diverting her. We're like, does it really though? Like, do you think he dies? And so at this point, she just wants to know everything already. So I think it's going to happen soon. I predict that your older daughter will be the one who really carries the mantle of being totally obsessed with this. Because I think a lot of us, like when we first see it, if we're kind of afraid, but we're so intrigued, it like lights this kind of cycle of like, oh, I want to look, but I can't look, but I want to look, but I want to look. And then before you know it, you're like having like dreams about it. You know, I I, I have a feeling that we'll check back on this in a few years and she's going to be like, you know, asking for an alien tattoo or something like that. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I, I agree. She's very intrigued. Like she, she doesn't stop talking about it too. She's like, I'm almost ready. Like she wants to, she wants to be ready. You know what I mean? So I think you're right. Listen, if that happened, I wouldn't be upset, you know, (laughs) but I do, I do put it out there. Like, listen, if you don't like it, it's okay. You know, (laughs) cause I feel like they think like, Oh, I have to like this, but you know, I'm like, it's okay if you don't, but I think you're right. I think she will. I think it'll hit a nerve with her because it's especially Ripley. Like I think, you know, and then we talk about her all the time too. So I think she'll she'll latch on to that. Right now, her favorite movie is Die Hard. So I'm like, really? If you oh, can watch really? Die Hard, oh. yes. <laughs> like if you could watch Die Hard, you can watch Alien. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I'm curious, and this is a question for all of you guys. With your kids, was it something that they asked you about first in terms of what's this movie you're watching, Mommy, Daddy, or was it we're going to sit down and watch this movie? How did that, what was that conversation like, like in terms of the entry point? For my kids, they just started noticing the stuff that was around. And I, I honestly was trying to keep them from it until they were a little bit older. But, you know, when you discover that Papa, as they call me, has a bunch of pulse rifles in the closet. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what, what is that? So then, it, you know, when, when my oldest turned 10, decided, okay, it's time to do this. And we're going to do it right. So I brought out all the props and I set up the egg and, the, and all the things. But my youngest, he hasn't seen any of them yet. Uh, and we're, he's, he's nine now, but I don't think he's quite ready. But like your, your older daughter, Andy, he's doing all the research. So for example, we have the, we have the alien role-playing game book and it's like 350 pages and he has read that thing twice the whole way through. So he'll be ready soon. You got to get him as yeah. a game master for a, a perfect organism uh, group game one of these days. Cause I have not finished reading that yet and I've owned it for like three years. <laughs> it's really big. It is. It's beautiful too. You know, I got to say, Andy, there's a connection that might help your daughter to get into this. So has she seen Die Hard 2 yet? No. Okay. No. Well, Die, Die Hard 2 was directed by Rennie Harlan, who longtime listeners of the show yes. slash Alien fans will know, wrote one of the rejected scripts for Alien 3. Awful. So that could be a nice, yeah, it's a, that's a mess. <laughs> but that could be a nice little, you know, roundabout way to be like, hey, if you like Die Hard, you know, and you want even more of it, there's a second movie. And it's kind of got an alien connection to it, you know. I also want to say, I think Papa's Got a Pulse Rifle is 1,000%. Oh, that's the name of this episode. Yes. I'm just oh, that right That's now. the name yes. of this episode. Papa's Got a Pulse Rifle. <laughs> it might be the name of the podcast. It's definitely the name of the fucking episode. <laughs> that's awesome. So, Patrick, what about you? What was that like? 
Yeah, for I mean, because any anybody who stepped foot in my house knows this. Um, Jamie hasn't yet. He was supposed to last month, but that doesn't happen. Well, I know. But I'm sorry. but e- everything in our house is is alien related. Everything that I wear, I, like literally all the clothes that I wear, alien related. What's that so, shirt? So, I'm kidding. Yeah. So my kids, <laughs> my kids, you know, all when they were really little, were you know intrigued by it and played with the toys and picked them up. And and Jude, my eldest son, was very much like Andy's eldest daughter and Christian's youngest son. I believe was the one same equivalent for this. Very intrigued, a little afraid, a little more reticent than Henry, his younger brother, who's a fucking psycho, you know, (laughs) loves everything horror. Like he has no, like he, like this is, this was what I was reading him at bedtime tonight. It's the art book for Dead Space. Oh, like, oh God, Patrick. <laughs> this is like, what do you, and he's four. Jude, Jude, you know, came first and, and he and he was always like really intrigued, you know, but he was also the kid who saw things in the closet and had to close it, you know, and heard yeah. noises. And the way that Jude deals with fear is by like creating something from it, which I, I really appreciate about him a lot. So for him, when he gets afraid of something, and he has been afraid, of course, of things that I've shown him with alien material, you know, he deals with it by like creating something, like drawing something or by, he loves Minecraft. So he'll make something in Minecraft that like allows him to like act as like a, a Marine or to act as an alien so that he can kind of like get in the feeling of what that would be like. And then he's like freaking obsessed like that. Once he kind of gets over that initial fear, he is like so tuned in. Whereas for Henry, of course, like he's just, this is just what he like lives with all the time. So he's like fine with it, you know, but th- so they, they came to me about it. They were like, you know, what, what are these toys from? Like what, what, why do, why do all of your action figures not have any eyes on them? You know, like what, what is this thing? So the first time that they saw, well, they both saw it as like infants. Um, actually, Gene McDonald has a great post that I'm sure we're going to get to uh, later on. He beat me out. Actually, he showed it to his new child at 28 days. 32 days. 32, 32 days. Okay. okay. So if anybody has an infant. The child is now, now back in the ICU. <laughs> yeah, baby's like, I don't like this world anymore. Um, but you know, that we showed it to the kids as, as infants, but alien day was, and is like the main family touchstone for this. And it has been this whole time. And I, for me, alien day 2018 was important because it was the first one I was a member of PO for, for one thing. And also, so because I was kind of at the eye of the storm a little bit and we had a lot of stuff going on, you know, I had the kids involved with like everything. So, you know, we made Ovomorph cookies, you know, we, we did a VR game in the backyard. It feels like we it was had, yesterday. That was four fucking was years four ago. Four years ago. I know. That's crazy. And that was when it went from... From like, oh, what's that thing dad's always watching to like, oh, we're alien fans, you know? So from that from that first alien day on, it, it's like a major part of their of their lives. It's something that none of their friends have any clue about for some reason. But it's something that, you know, we in our household is just like a it's a it's a, a major thing that we that we do. Also, the video games are huge for our family, as everybody, you know, can relate to who plays video games. So not just the AVP games, but even like Colonial Marines or, or Isolation, the DLC for Isolation. We play sometimes with the kids and they jump and they, and they you know, get scared. But like, but my favorite feeling to my favorite thing that, that I see them do when we're enjoying this together is this moment that I think we all did as kids, which is we cover our eyes for a second and then we go like that, you know, which to me says like that's that's why this stuff pulls us back in again is it's like, oh, it's so scary, but it's so cool, you know, and and getting to remember what that's like through our kids it's a continually gratifying thing for for me i I just really really love it and also micah i I will say my wife who has been a sci-fi nerd her entire lifetime and i I adore that about her and it's of course one of the things we bonded over in the beginning of our relationship you know she was always like star wars star wars star wars star wars 
I was always like Star Wars, Star Wars too, but Alien was has always been more important to me. And she she had never like, you know, she had seen the <clears> second <throat> film. She That was kind of her like, you know, the extent of what she was into with, with Aliens. But when we were first dating, she was like, holy shit, you're really into these movies, you know? And I was like, oh, you have you have no idea. She's like, well, why don't we like watch them all? And I was like, okay, get married. And then we just watched the entire thing. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I really see this now. And so for her too, this has been a journey also where she's like, it went from being like, why is he like so into these weird movies to like, these movies are like in my heartbeat too, you know? So, so we're a whole family now when we like play Colonial Marines in the yard together. Or when we, you know, build things that don't look as good as what Christian or Andy build, but we build them nonetheless. Or Jamie, you're also a freaking crafty person with your skull. Yeah, what did I build? You'd be the costumes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Internet famous pulse rifle. Um, the pulse, pulse rifle was my husband. I have to give him that. Oh, was it real? Really? Um, he did. Yeah, he basically just printed out a picture of the pulse rifle and made like a foam gun, and then just like tape, like glued the picture onto the foam. Oh, so wow. why does yeah. it look like what is up with this shit? Like Christian with the face hugger tube. He's like, it's just like an old poster container with like some <laughs> paper. I'm like, it looks like you fucking bought it on the movie. Yeah, line. it does. It does. When it's I do awesome. this shit, it looks like it looks like like a shoebox, you know? Patrick, where's that face hugger, first of all? First it's of all, where is it? it is. It's in but the basement. That is it's in the fucking <laughs> basement. You're well, send the rest that of the alien shit. <laughs> that face hugger, I will say, now that we have a Roomba, kids are has taken on a whole life of its own because I'll put it on the Roomba and then I'll call the Roomba home and the kids won't know that I'm doing it. Oh my God. And then oh the no. fucking Roomba will be carrying a face hugger with it. But of course, because the kids brilliant. love this shit so much that they they pretend that they're cloning. And I give them my phone, which has the tracker app on it, and they start like following it around the house and stuff. It's cute. That's funny. So going to Alien Day, that actually happens to be my husband's birthday. So you're yeah, married to so his father, actually. It's, it's strange, <laughs> yeah. Strange yeah. yeah. Old enough to be her own father. Yeah. Six degrees. So last year during quarantine, we usually go away because it's right around Easter and that's when I have off. So we don't always get to celebrate at home. But last year with quarantine, we were like, let's just do it. So I don't know if you saw, I did post pictures on Facebook, I, I, just on my page, but we made like wacka face, like wacka <laughs> chest burster. Oh, so we wow. just cut out a box and like one of us got underneath and put the little chest burster through the holes and the other <laughs> one whacked it with the face hugger. That's we did great. like, we basically did like alien Olympics with like different things. I forgot what else. We did like toss the eggs. It was like a whole bunch of things, kind of like we, we, you were saying, like we made cookies and did all of that. And they loved it because it was Alien Day and Daddy's birthday. And like you were saying, it's something that we have that like no other kid they know does. You know, it's not it's like something of our own. That's like a tradition. That's not a traditional tradition. So it, it makes it even more special, I think. So. You know, it was it was a blast. That was like I loved that day so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your your pictures were so great. I remember we had a little back and forth because Micah had made a a, a similar like and it was it was a challenge where it was like a pressure box with gloves, like surgical gloves in it, and the kids had to feel they had to figure out which Kenner toy was in the box at any time. Yeah. It was like we she made it so it felt like it was like some like almost like the things that they use in life in the movie, you know, to like to pull up the specimen. And the kids uh, I saw that was so this year, fun. right? Yeah, that was just this past year. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, loved it. It was like so they had to like reach in and I loved that. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was so clever. We should make a list of these at some point for like yes. family alien day activities, you know? We'll like steal your ideas and then you can <laughs> 
We'll like swap. Yeah. Or we could just get together one time too. Like Jamie, you'll just have to come on the East Coast because you're well, at number. I, Patrick's building me a, a room, so. Well, yeah, we, we, I, literally, <laughs> my, my basement is being renovated for Jamie to fucking visit. He just. <laughs> I will be there this year. Will. I promise. Well, you. we will be doing a live event, people. Are you listening? Yeah. To us? Okay. yeah. Like a smaller live event. Madison okay. Square Garden. <laughs> it's Foo Fighters and then us. All no. 20 of us. Yeah. No, like something low key, but like alive, but like people ha- inviting people out. We, have, we haven't really planned anything and we haven't really talked to Christian about it either, about it, because we're still talking about it. But yeah. It's going to be. I'm definitely in. Yeah. Uh, like something similar that you did with like the Blade Runner. A little bit less or not. A little, okay. we're, we're still kind of paying or, that off a little bit, but you know, it's it's you know, it's, it's a little bit smaller. It, it'll it'll probably be in New York, and it'll be something weird because really? we have so many. Yeah, no. You want to do Boston yeah. still? What's uh, wrong with New York? Uh, that's fine. That's fine. I just I thought we were gonna rent some place like a theater by your house. I don't know. I I don't remember. You what know what? You said. We can always do two of them. That's true. How that's about true. we do it at my house, and then you can visit? How does that sound? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you won't like me in big crowds. <laughs> I, I do know that because you're San Diego comedy. <laughs> Every time Jamie goes to SDCC, I'm like so excited to see all the pictures from it, and it's always you. This is this is Nothing. your face, and every fucking picture is this. Ready? It's. <laughs> it's I don't like do crowds. I don't. I only Florida. go. I only went to those things because I was invited <laughs> by the Weta guys, and then I was invited by Louie and so that's why I went. Oh, sorry. You just have so many celebrity friends, Jamie. You know. It's, 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 it's a, it's <laughs> well, the wedding guys problem. are your friend too. That's true. I will say th- something different for me is that my parents did not like decisively did not introduce me to it at all. I actually was lying to my parents when I got into this franchise. That's also how I got into Jaws. That's how I saw Critters for the first time. <laughs> the problem is that the horror section always had the cool covers right at the video store. <laughs> And so I would always like say I was getting, you know, Pocahontas or something, but I was actually getting getting alien behind the Pocahontas, oh my god, you know, videotape. So I didn't. My my parents were kind of shocked when they found out how into it I was when I was eight. Again, like we were saying, the the, the witching hour, you know. And since then, though, they have gotten more into it as well because everybody who lives near me, you know, in my life is forced to, or I just don't talk to them anymore. Just a brief story for a moment that I really makes me happy. It was another Alien Day story, and it was from 2018. And it was when they Hardee's and what's the other like shitty fast food place? Hardee's. Not art. No Hardee. Hardee's and Jack in the Box. Oh, Jack in the Box. I don't know. Some weird. It's a southern southern chain. They were doing a Covenant promo for some reason, <laughs> which I just like, it's just, you know, classic branding, Southern fast food and alien covenant, you know, but they, they had this thing where they had like all of these covenant sense. cups you could get. If you got like a large soda, you get it in like a commemorative, <laughs> I don't, I don't, there's nothing wrong with Southern fast food. And they, that's a good pairing. That's a good covenant. pairing. <laughs> like a delicious pairing. Let me tell you that. Uh, my the parents, brand uh, equivalent. So the so the covenant cut. Cu- they had these cups that were like Slurpees. Like if you got like a large size soft drink, you got this like commemorative Alien Covenant cup. And I really wanted it, but there's like no you know whatever Hardee's or Jack in the Boxes near us for like 300 or 400 miles. But my parents were taking a trip to Florida, and I was like, 
you know, just so you know, if you come across one of these fast food restaurants, you know, if you could like maybe ask if they have an alien covenant cup, like I'll pay you for it. But like, and my parents were like, oh yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get it. And and I told this story before, but they, they drove to like nine of these places all up and down the 95. <laughs> oh, that's so And they sweet. came up and they had hundreds of alien covenant cups. Oh, I mean, God. I'm not oh, even my kidding. God. And, Which means they had three. <laughs> no, like so and literally there's so many that we use them for alien day bowling now we put them like bowling oh, pins, that's you know and we, and we that's throw great. At them. but that was like and and i just one of my favorite like pictures my parents have ever sent me was when they found like the first restaurant that had some and it's just them like beaming in like southern florida <laughs> with all of these alien covenant cups and i was like man you know like I, i'm really i'm really glad that they saw in it you know what what i see in it all these years later and i'm glad that like the that i'm glad that they don't judge me for getting our kids so into this stuff like i'm i because that's something that i feel like when i was a kid i mean as, as i've established they were taking me to fucking beethoven movies like you know they, they did not think of this as kid appropriate maybe it's not but they but they get the idea that like in the right context and with the right sort of mind frame that this stuff can actually be really good entertainment to show kids. And like we talked about on our, our uh, an episode or two ago, Aliens in particular has like some really genuinely good life lessons in it. Not just the sort of heroism and this is what parenthood looks like under fire and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But things about non-normative gender roles, things about people, you know, being listening to, you know, people who aren't traditional authority figures. There's a lot of kind of subtle stuff going on in that that really rubs off on you when you're a kid Andy, you mentioned how your younger daughter loves newt so much henry like it 100 thinks he's newt when we watch this movie he it's fucking awesome. adores newt they both adore ripley they, a lot of vasquez a lot of the, the, yep. the people that they're like really into in these movies are women and they, they are, are female and they've never like thought about that you know and and for a lot of my friends like didn't see movies that had a lot of female role models in them when i was a kid so sure, like the movies I saw had swears and like blood, but that's life, you know? Life is also not non-normative gender roles and people, you know, rising to lead when nobody was listening to them, you know? And, and I think that uh, that these movies, like, it, it's important to remember that they can actually really be effective ways of teaching those lessons to little kids. And I'm glad my parents kind of see that now, I think. I Going, yeah. like, just going off of that, I basically... I, I had like a little running commentary. I So basically when I, I showed this to Juliet, my youngest, it was just the two of us. Uh, no, my Fred was there, but I was, I was watching her watch aliens the first time, you know, I've seen it so many times. I'm like, I, I was focusing on her. I, I wanted to see what it looked like on her face. And she kind of had like a little running commentary going at times. And some of the things she said were so astute for you know an eight-year-old to pick up on but things that you were saying you know she noticed she's like mommy why is no one listening to ripley just listen to ripley like she was like, <laughs> she was like yeah <laughs> she was just yelling at the screen she's like just listen to her you know and um she loved vasquez like she she even like pharaoh and dietrich like the fact that they were just in it and no one was treating them any differently they were just part of the group, you know, and obviously, like Vasquez was the toughest. Let's just, you know, she's physically the, the toughest. She goes in first. She loved that. And I could tell on her face like that just that resonated. And it wasn't, you know, not that she's seen everything, but th that's what stood out to me, too. I was older when I saw it. I was like 12 or 13. But that's what I that stood out to me is, oh, like 
it's kind of like that Star Trek utopia where everybody's just the same. There wasn't an issue. Yeah, there's a couple of lines thrown out, but for the most part, it was just equality. And I don't think they were not listening to Ripley because she was a woman. They just weren't listening to her, you know, because they were arrogant. And so she she really picked up on that. And uh, some of her comments were, I, I just, that's why I wanted her to see it. You know, I know she loves action and she loves horror. Like you said, she's kind of like a little, <laughs> like the first time she saw Star Wars, she was like rooting for Darth Vader to win. <laughs> you know? and she was like, she's like, no, like, <laughs> yeah, she was like into the dark side. Awesome. Uh, she and Henry have so, to hang out. I swear to God, they, they would get along so well. He was, yeah, she was like the polar opposite of my older one. So she was all about like Luke, you know, and, and Juliet was like, Vader. So <laughs> I think just like you were saying, just seeing those themes and seeing how people interacted. And then another another comment was, why does that guy always say man after every line? She's like, yeah, man. What up, man? I'm like, just go with it. But she found Hudson hysterical. But she was also like, why does he just keep saying man? She needs to stop <laughs> that now. And I'm like, That's yeah, funny. it's a little much. But it was it was hysterical listening to her. And uh, I'm trying to think. And the end. Like when the queen, the battle with the queen, she's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. She said that out loud. <laughs> she thought it was amazing, you know? And I think the the tangible, like we've talked about this many times, but, you know, everything she's seen is like computer effects. And like you were saying, you thought Agra was real because she was real in a way, you know? And there's so much tangibility to... What do you mean? Like you know what I mean? She wasn't that real looking, Jay. But this is—I think it's—that was an inside joke. Fucking was free. No, but she was. But she was. No, but she was tangible. Yeah, yeah. She was a real puppet. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't a computer draw. You know, she wasn't CGI. And I think that that drew her too, because I mean, she was immersed in this. That's the thing too. It immerses you more than I think a CGI movie can. And they just don't. You know, our kids love movies from the 80s, I think, for that reason. You know, we show them everything, but they always go back to those classic films from the 80s because they're just real. And when the actors are reacting, they're reacting to something in front of them as opposed to having to pretend or or things of that nature. I'm curious, though, Andy, what was the discussion? So now the infamous Comic-Con that you went to where you meet michael bean what was that conversation with your girls like in terms of dressing them up and then actually meeting him like and were you like hey this is really him or did they know right away or yes they knew it was him i knew i didn't know he was gonna so i had planned to dress them up like when i first got the tickets or whatever i'm like this is the year like you know and they were they were into it there because they had like even though vivi hadn't seen it she um we've been to comic cons before we had gone to like star wars celebration you know, they were into it and she didn't like the wig by the end. She's like, this wig is coming off but because it was like scratchy. But she liked having that gun, <laughs> you know, and she like liked to pretend to sh- like when 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 I first put it on, they did this whole thing where they were shooting aliens around the corner. Like they got into it, you know, and then they knew we were they were meeting him and they were like, OK, like it wasn't like, oh, my God, we're going to meet him. It was just like, 
okay. And then, like I said, we didn't ask, we never like asked him like, oh, can you reenact this scene? Like he saw them, he just like walked around the table and then he started talking to them like, oh, I see you have the pulse rifle. And, and then he just kind of like, he like legitimately showed her how to like hold the gun. He taught her about like trigger discipline. Like if you notice in the picture, her <laughs> fingers like not on the trigger and everyone was like, oh my God, she's like, she's learning trigger. Dis-. Yeah, it was, but he like, and he's like, you know, you, you want to aim there and like look there. So in that one picture he's pointing, he's like telling her like where to look. And she was like, if you see the look on her face, she's like concentrating. She's like. Oh, do I look there? I think that's um, why it reads so well is because she's really in the moment, you know? Like yeah. that's actually a moment. It wasn't a recreation because a lot of people think that. They're like, oh, they recreated the scene. Like he, she is in the moment getting a, a lesson on how to shoot a gun. So that's what made it so cool. And while this was happening, by the way, I was just like, is this happening? <laughs> and Fred's looking at me and we're like, what? It was, it was... It was so cool. You know what um, I was thinking was, holy shit, my poster taped to a piece of styrofoam <laughs> has fooled Michael Bean into thinking he's firing <laughs> a pulse rifle right now. Uh, That's great. Exactly. So, and then after that happened, we were in, Com- you know, we were in New York Comic Con. So the girls just wanted to play like the little games or whatever. Like they just, whenever we go there, they're in the moment with whatever they see. They love the experience of it all. They love seeing everybody else dressed up. You know, it's part of something that I wish I had been able to go to when I was a kid. And so now I get to relive that, you know, with them, which is a great thing. Because, you know, when, when we were 100 years ago, when they did, if, if they had things like that, it was like, you know, definitely the obscure handful of people that were were into it it wasn't mainstream like it is so i love that it is now yeah and like the 80s and 90s it was just like a dungeons and dragons game in somebody's basement but like themed for a movie that was that was the comic (laughs) convention of its of its day exactly here's the question for for everybody though now as we move on we probably need to eventually get to the comments but have you introduced your children to alien 3 have they seen ask that too no, no. I know it's a hard. It's not. It's not fun. It's like not aliens. It's not for kids, really. I actually I don't, teared yeah. up. I teared up telling them. I didn't want to give away the ending, but just as I tried to explain, even just the premise, you know, they could see it in my face. Like, oh no, it doesn't end well, does it? <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Oh it no! So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's hard. I haven't, I, they know that it exists. Um, <laughs> they know there's an alien three and like beyond, but I, I just, I don't even talk about it because I don't want to even introduce it yet. I mean, there's so many things that yeah, it's. Yeah. It's, Newt's whole. Oh yeah, the, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, it was yeah. new. And, and so I just, yeah. And especially like Vivi, she's not ready. You know, yeah. once, once they've seen, I think once they're like, 13, 14 teenagers, maybe. Cause I know how I felt when I saw it. And I, you know, I was in high school and I was gut, like, it's not an easy film and it, it stays with you in, you know, all kinds of ways that I don't need to put that on them right now. Yeah. So 
To see um, Ripley at her lowest, too, is hard yeah. to watch. It really is. To see our icon become this hollowed out, like, I want to die. Like, that's a hard thing. As much as I love yeah. that movie, it is not a movie I watch very often, for sure. Mm. Yeah. What about the 40th anniversary shorts? Have you shown those to your kids, either of you guys? You know what? I actually haven't, but I, I haven't they either. came up the other day, though, in our house, and I was like, oh, fuck, I got to remember to show these to, to the kids. Because I'm thinking or in particular. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Have your kids is, seen it? No, not yet. No. Okay. We got to do a screening. We should do a PO screening one of these nights. Wouldn't that be great? And traumatize mm-hmm. them all together. <laughs> no, or, like, or in particular is the one I think about all the time. So I, we I could do it like it. live and like have it in your living room. It's where everybody's watching. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, reaction cameras. Get the kids' for, reactions. Or children yeah. Crying. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So Christian, remind me. Have your kids seen? Have both of them oh, seen both one and two? My oldest has seen the first two. Okay. Okay. I started with aliens and then they were showing alien in theaters. Right. So we got dressed up and we had to go do that. For the oh, 40th good. anniversary? Yeah. Nice. So your youngest has also not seen either. That's right. That's right. Now, do, does your youngest feel like left out or is it? He, he feels left out, but he totally knows. Maybe he's not quite ready. And yes. But same. I think maybe one of these shorts would be a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a because or doesn't or is like it's kind of fun. They don't really show any gore or no. anything. It's yeah. just the right amount. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really good. It really captures to me the feel of the first it two does. movies in particular. The way that it's the best calls. one of the series of the, it, of the. It feels like a full artistic statement in seven minutes or however long it is. You know. Yeah, I think it's is it twelve minutes? Maybe twelve. It's the longest one. But yeah, that's minutes. great. I don't know. This makes for great podcasting, though, if we just talk about <laughs> things and look up. <laughs> we'll say it's an hour long. Um, no, I was going to ask, though, uh, everybody here, um, including Jamie with your nephews, you know, um, about Alien 3, because that is, is off limits in our household, which is funny because not many <laughs> movies are, but the kids really, What's this? really no. want to watch it. Oh, they, they, you know, they even have NECA toys. They have the dog. You know, they have like they they like they and they know how much I love it. I show them the music. I have the full score. To Do it. they like, know the, that she? The Ripley dies. They do. Yeah. They do. Okay. Yeah. Well, they they guessed it, and then they kind of hounded me about it, and and I was like, okay, well, I'm not gonna like make it this big mystery because they're, they're gonna know <laughs> even more. So I said yes, and then and I have to say though, honestly, that was a change for them. When 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 they realized that she actually does die in it, they're like, okay, we can wait a little bit. Yeah. So they're still really intrigued by it, and they and they also love the score because they have great taste. Let me just say, but they, you know, like Henry has a he has a runner alien from the Lenard series that came out, which which again, like what the hell? What they're making Alien Three toys in this series that are neon? It's so surreal. But he that's his favorite design of the Xenomorph. You know, they like they feel really drawn to it, but it is too much. There's also there's like a near rape sequence in it. You know, there's there's a yeah. lot of just very. True. There's a lot True. of themes that the first two movies hint at, but they aren't quite as overt with. Alien 3 is very much in your face with most of its thematic content. Its thematic content is great, and it is worthy of that, but it is not metaphor, right? It's not, it's not painted with, like, a bright, you know, a little brush. Like, it is, it is fucking neon and black and very little else. I so love Alien how they're... Is interesting in that way. Yeah. I love how they know themselves well enough to know, like, no, I'm not like they know they anticipate what they're going to feel knowing what yeah. happens at the end, you know, and they they know they're not ready for that, which yeah. I think is just 
I don't know. I kids are so much smarter than they they know everything. Or you know, it's just they they feel it in a different way. But no, I love that they know that and are are like, yeah, we're not ready. Although, do they hound you every now and then? Like, do they still ask? They they, they, ha- they have a lot of questions about it. Like I said, the runner is something that comes up a lot. They like my behind the scenes stuff on it. You know, they 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 ask about like why she's bald. You know, they ask about what planet it's on. But even that, then, well, it's a penal colony, you know, it's like a work colony for prisoners, you know, and they're like, what are they in prison for? And I'm like, man, I can't even talk about that because they're all rapists <laughs> and murderers. So it's like, you know, the, again, it's it's just the, the Pandora's box of themes. Uh, th- these kids are seven and four, by the way, I should be clear. They're not like teenagers, you know, it's a little bit difficult. But yeah. Jamie, when, when you so you've the, your primary experience of introducing this to family members is Sebastian, correct? Sebastian, yeah. So, so have you? Did you watch Alien Three with him? He's older. Uh, yeah, I've watched mostly with Sebastian. Like he knows not to touch Alien Four. He knows Resurrection's not worth his time. <laughs> <laughs> and like he'll like we have solidarity. Like he is, he is like he champions. Like we just we reflect each other in some ways. So. He knows that I love Alien 3. He likes it. But he also, again, we went and saw Covenant. This is, I'm coming clean with some something right now. Whereas I went and saw Covenant with him and my dad on Thursday night. But I was supposed to see it first with Ryan. But I didn't. <gasps> Ryan! <laughs> so I, I know. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. I saw with my, at this point. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's, but so my nephew has been there like with each sort of step with me in terms of like he knew when Covenant was coming out. He was younger. He was 12 when Prometheus came out, but he knew, like he would ask me questions about it, about it. And I remember it, Prometheus stayed with me for a few days. So I was talking about it for a while, but he knew, I mean, he was 17 then when, or 16, just about 17 when Covenant was coming out. So he asked me, what do you think? And he would talk to me about it at the end, like, well, what'd you think of the movie? And we'd have all these specific discussions about certain scenes. This was a great scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a great scene, too. I mean, it was, it's great. Like, and he knows, like, if he hears anything, he'll send me a text. Did you see this alien news? So it's really great. Like, again, I have no children, but if I did have a child, it would be him. I was with him for the first five years of his life. I watched him every day when he was just a little baby. And we watched Baby Einstein and I would make his little it's oatmeal but you'd pour water into it so you would have to reconstitute it or whatever so i'd feed him and i would ch- you know whatever the oatmeal stuff is what is it the great depression it was like a powder it was a powder stuff you guys don't you i don't know like what, milk like, farina yeah. No, was I was thinking Farina too, but it's not fucking water and dry. Oh, maybe, no, I think it was warm milk. I think I used milk okay, and I mixed it with milk. Ice cream? Do you put vanilla ice cream and some brown sugar? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but like I would make his food and like my sister would be at work and I would make his food <laughs> make every his morning. Food uh, well, whatever. And I'd make his bottles and have to heat them up. And so like, and then when he got older, he would visit me in Chicago or Indiana. So we really have a close bond. He feels like my own child. So it's something that we share, not as intimately as you guys share with your kids, but in our own way, I feel like he's mine, you know? So it's, yeah, it's great. And he knows huge, like he's a huge sci-fi guy too, though. I he know is, he Disney. is. Yeah. Like his room it, is covered in sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And he yeah. knows that, um, 
Oh, that's right, because you stayed in his room. I, I stayed right. in his room, yeah. Oh, you should have seen how we had to clean that room before you got here. <laughs> we worked for like three hours to clean up that, that pigsty. It was just it was oatmeal. Horrible. Water, it was, it was, it was no, oh, no, it was awful. Well, he was, was, he was 17 at the time. I, I yeah. showed up there expecting this like little kid, and he's like, oh, he's like, <laughs> towering over me. He's like, well, you hear nothing, yeah. and you think, you know, little child, but he, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a cool, he's a cool dude. And, and I, and I, I could, his, you know, he had the Funkos, he had the posters. He, he was like very clearly comfortable with his nerves. And I'm yeah, sure that oh, had a totally. lot to do with his cool uncle Jamie. You know? Well, and the cool thing too is when I went and saw Covenant, it was with my father, who again I saw Aliens with. When I first saw Alien Three, it was also with my dad, which I've never really talked about. When the movie, when Alien Three was out in theaters, I couldn't see it because the church said we couldn't see it, so we couldn't see it. So any kid who was living in the church. That was a no-go. You just couldn't go. But my dad was like, well, I think you should be able to see it. But no, they said no, so you can't. But then a year later, we're on a hunting trip in Carbondale, Illinois. And my dad was like, you can, let's watch this movie. You're old enough. So me and all of his hunting buddies, we all sat around and we had pizza or whatever. And we rented Alien 3. I was like, yes, because I knew back at the church, this would never have but we were in a guest in someone's house and my dad also took me to the comic store to buy the comics for alien three because i couldn't see the movie and even though like i knew there was a couple things like i think you see ripley's breast in the comic but i knew i couldn't tell him that because if i did they would have taken those comics from me you know but he took me and i was like oh yeah they're fine they're fine dad you know <laughs> of course there's mostly no- about god <laughs> <laughs> but i it so i in my, I mean, that it's again to echo what you guys have said. It's really a part of my family. It's a part of our experience. It's a part of my connection to my father is our love for the alien movies. We talk about them. Uh, they know there's a Hulu series coming up. I'll probably go and watch some episodes with them or with my dad, at least definitely with my nephew. So it's, it's something that will always be a part of my life. And even when my father one day passes on, Every day on his birthday, which will be Alien Day, as it'll be a way to remember him. So that's pretty exciting. We're watching we the Disney up? Plus stuff with my kids. And so, you know, Loki or whatever. So we're like, oh, so there's an Alien show coming up. Are we going to watch that as a family too? Oh, no. no. <laughs> you could. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I guess it depends on what it is. I'm the thinking tone. about Noah Hawley's other things, and I'm actually thinking that might be one Probably not. before they watch it. Which is why yeah. Noah Hawley is so perfect for yeah, Alien. Yeah, he's perfect for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was making the next Star Trek movie. Did you know that? It was in pre-production. No. Yeah. Was he? Yes, he was. Wow. And 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 they canceled him because he wanted to use too many people that the studio wasn't like, like, because he had like a crew of people that he wanted to work with and the studio was like, oh, they're not like mainstream enough. We're not going to bankroll this. So he was like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm leaving the Star Trek franchise and I'm making an alien TV show, which is- Which is what he it. wanted to do earlier. And yes. Fox said, no, this is better off in the films. What do they know about? Never yeah. mind. <laughs> Rennie Harlan is going to The come fucking company this. says no. <laughs> Die Hard 5. Uh, we should move on to comments. comments. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, hang on. Before really... we do comments, can I make a really quick aside? Sure, sure. I want to do a shout out to Darren Gold, who messaged me today and let me know that after my marketing with Ben Percy of our El Riesgo Siempre Vive shirt, bought one. 
So now there are two people in the world who have the perfect organism Vasquez <laughs> shirt. And now there's a third because, as Jamie knows, I got one as well. So now there are three of us with El Riesco Siempre Vive shirts. And I also want to apologize because I said La Riesga on the episode. Wrong gender. It's El Riesco Siempre Vive. The risk always lives. Perfectorganism.com. I'm going to shut up. Awesome. Thank you, Darren, for letting me know you bought that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start uh, with – and we can – talk about these when we when we feel the need to but i'll start with some comments left on our perfect organism facebook page the first one is by melissa classen and she says my mom loves sci-fi movies i'm the youngest of her five kids when we were little she let us watch the alien movies we had them on vhs i had to i had to have been about about six or seven years old for my first when i saw them for the first time i was never scared of the aliens because of ripley my mom and sigourney weaver looked a lot of looked a lot alike in those days. And although I knew it wasn't my mom in the films, I definitely saw more than just her appearance in the character. I also took a lot of inspiration from Ripley, Vasquez, Dietrich, Farrow, Call, and the Queen. They all had strength, purpose, and determination. Three things I needed in myself as I grew up with severe neuromuscular disease. It was also my first time seeing a really cool power wheelchair used in user in Alien Resurrection with Vries, and I really wanted his wheelchair with a hidden shotgun stashed on it. <laughs> Attached is a picture of me, Ripley, and my Ripley mom, and it shows Melissa in her wheelchair next to Sigourney Weaver sitting down, and Sigourney's got both her hands on both Melissa and her mom. It's fantastic, and it looks like a facehugger coming out of Melissa's chair. It's fantastic. Thank you, Melissa, so much for that, for that comment. Melissa is also into the incredible prop scene we know through Christian. So a special shout out to Melissa, who also is making me look bad tonight because I'm the only person in the world, apparently who can't build a convincing alien prop. So, you know, thank you for that. Right. <laughs> what were you going to say, I, Andy? I saw that post earlier and her mom definitely looks like Ribley. She does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. The long yeah. Back hair. yeah. Yeah. yeah her, and my mom had the longer face. My mom had the, my mom looked like Ripley in alien. She had like the short curly hair. So when she saw the pictures of Vivi as Ripley, she thought she's like, but she just like she she thought I was like dressing her up as her. She's like, it looks like me. And it did. It looked like my mom. So it was this weird, yeah, because you know, she she has my mom's face. So that when we talk about space mom, you know, we like she's our space mom, it really does like she she kind of is like my my space mom versus my earth mom and it's mm -hmm. and it's really cool that they look alike so i loved that i love that picture she shared because she really does look like her um it's a great oh picture. yeah for sure for that's, sure that's yeah. a great picture so Lindsay money which um maybe it's monet this could be a, <laughs> a young frankenstein moment but i think it's money Lindsay money <laughs> says uh, it was my dad that introduced me to alien totally by mistake the scene when the crew are eating kane is eating spaghetti like stuff when the chestburster came out of him it uh, kind of put me right off spaghetti bolognese for a while as my youth i thought that would happen to me if i ate spaghetti uh, i had not seen the part with the face hugger so it terrified me not now though i'm a huge alien film fan <laughs> that's that's good that could be a traumatic scene you know i mean food is not you don't fuck around with food you could choke on it you could be impregnated by it and give birth to an alien. You never know what's going to happen, Lindsay. So thank you for, for that PSA. I'm glad you were introduced to it in such a uh, memorable manner. To that point, do you guys remember the first time as kids you saw the chest, a chestburster scene and how you processed that? I do, but I'm curious if you guys do. Well, 
if you started with the aliens, you have the dream sequence to begin mm-hmm. with, and then you have the lady in the hive. And in both cases, there's no face hugger. So again, there's that, what happened? How did this, how did this come out of this person? That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. So many of us see aliens first and we don't have, we don't have any, we don't know what the hell's going on. Cause we're like, just <laughs> exactly. popping out of people now. Like, yeah. 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 It's true. And I think I saw space balls before I saw alien. <laughs> so speaking of Mel Brooks, look at that two yeah. in a row. So that to me, I was like, Oh, you know, I, and then I saw alien. And I'm like, Oh, but I don't even remember now. Cause I did see aliens first. So you're right. Like we probably were thinking like, what's happening. I don't know like what my thought process was then. So, but I definitely didn't have, I wish it's the one thing I do wish is I, I wish I had that movie going experience of everyone seeing alien for the first time and not knowing anything about it. You know, that, that I do wish I had, cause yeah. I would have loved to have been truly shocked by that. The woman in the hive and not processing like what, like, trying to figure out like what's happening and you don't kids are very linear in their thinking. So you're like, well, what's going on? Is somebody shaking? Like you just, you would never think that something's coming out of her chest and then it does. And I just remember being mortified by it, but I couldn't, it was so mortifying. I couldn't even process it. I I just sort of went on to the next thing and it didn't. And then years later I saw, of course, Kane and the chest burster. So it, it contextualized it a bit, but I also remember the adults at the time talking about aliens and they were like, we've never had an experience in a movie theater like this before. And they were terrified, terrified over it. And also at the time, so this was about a year later, they had a lot of the props and the puppets and set pieces touring America. So I think it was the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago had the power loader prop. And it had a queen puppet and a few other pieces from aliens. And it had masters of the universe, like puppet, like prosthetics and like the key. And then it had the jaws from jaws four on a turnaround and it would open its mouth and go, you know, but I, I, I remember, I mean, cause I was, wasn't as interested in aliens. Cause I don't think, I think that was right before I was going to go see it. But I, so I remember looking at the alien stuff and not understanding what I was seeing, but I was way into jaws at that time. So I wanted to see that shark and there it was this massive <laughs> jaws of revenge. Yeah. Which was shit. That. I know. It's I know. But talking shark. And then, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's real. But yeah, it was it was pretty intense. Uh, I I can move on to Eddie Bishop. Yeah, that's a great name. So my parents did not want me to see any of these movies until I was much older. Luckily, I had two older brothers. They exposed me to Aliens first, and soon after, I watched Alien and Alien Three. I was probably eleven when I first saw Aliens. As a parent, I've made it a plan every on every Alien day to watch a new film in the franchise with my son. He's 12 now. We have watched Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3 so far. I'm probably going to skip AR, <laughs> AVP, and AVPR and go straight into Prometheus next. Good choice. So. Yeah. Oh, that, I was thinking, you guys could probably show your kids Resurrection. I mean, it's it's kind of stupid fun. My kids right? think it's stupid. They actually laugh uh, at it. They, they, they actually, they laughed hardest when the aliens were swimming. They thought that was oh. like, the stupidest thing that they had ever seen. So I'm I'm happy to say that Resurrection did not grow on the younger generation. <laughs> 
So uh, our buddy Dominic says, like others here, my dad introduced me to Alien. I was starting to get into science fiction after he made me sit through the finale of Star Trek TNG. I loved it so much, I even hosted an Alien-themed party for my classmates at my house. My dad bought me an Alien mask, and we all watched Alien together. I don't know why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> I picture Dominic's friends coming over and being like, oh, it's a birthday. Oh, my God. He had some fucking xenomorph mask <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting down. I'm laughing because I was that kid, Dominic, so I, I feel you on that. But that's a good story. I like that. Devin Gill says, my mom was the one who really pulled me into it, which I love. I love that we have moms. Obviously, as you, Andy, you're the mom saying, hey, girls, let's watch this movie. I love that. I think it's great. It 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 makes sense for the, the fandom that we're a part of, that we have like, oh, no, this is this like it that it, it is bringing in everybody not just the boys and it, it's complicated not complicated but i love our fandom anyways that it's so different that we have a fandom that rallies around this largely this series that is heralded by women and no one has a problem with that because number one they shouldn't but number two the characters are great you know so devin says it was his mom who pulled him into it from watching alien three in the theater being around five years old oh shit that's, that's early. Yeah. That's before the Devin. magic window. Devin. <laughs> not as, not uh, as early as Gene McDonald's child again, 30 yes, days. That's, yes. You know. And she also allowed him to check out Dark Horse paperbacks a few years later. We would often read them together. Her appreciation of the lore and character still resonates with me to this day. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll go ahead and do our good buddy Rick Howard admin of Building Better Worlds and Fields of Calantha, if you're a Blade Runner fan. Also just a great dude. We got to hang out uh, in LA a couple years ago. He wrote a small essay for this, so I'm going to go through it quickly. But he said, I think I first learned about Alien from the June 1979 issue of Starlog. I may have caught wind of it earlier, but when the sneak preview issue hit the newsstand, it was immediately clear something new was coming to the screen. I was giddy about it. I had to buy a second copy because I read the first to pieces. I simply could not wait. I gathered up any publication I could find that would expand on that first fantastic glimpse and tried not to hold my breath. I really felt this movie was going to change the world somehow. My parents were tolerant of my enthusiasm, but the film's R rating cost me their agreement to let me go. That was their way, and I should not have been surprised. I may have said some things I regretted in later years, dot, dot, dot. As my good luck... I love how this is like a book. This is It's so well written. As my good luck would have it, my favorite uncle and aunt came to visit, and they were willing to take me to the film as my parental units. They were my favorites before this, for the record. Uh, in that place and time, you were ID'd at the ticket window, and I couldn't pass for 18 when I was 21, so their assistance was very much needed. The theater, the River Hills, was glorious and technically one of the best places in the state to see a film. 100-foot screen, Dolby surround sound, and one of only a few theaters in the country that ran the film in 70 millimeter. What up, 70 millimeter? When that, that was my editorial comment. I just love that for film format. When house lights went down, I think I stopped breathing. I was horrified. I was in love. Alien was mind-altering. It was immersive, complete, and utterly real. The production design alone started to influence my college and future career decisions, even though I was just in junior high at the time, cemented by Blade Runner, an even more glorious example of world building. It really did change my world. To this day, I lovingly appreciate all the details. All making of stories not only add to the magic and deepen my appreciation of what went to this completely unique and unforgettable experience, and deepen my appreciation of my parents who wanted to protect me from myself, but also conceded by allowing family to expose me to this fantastic piece of cinema. And then he has a picture of that very Starlog magazine in the comments. That's awesome. Paul Kubisak. Sorry, I just massacred that. Paul Kubisak. Keep going, keep going. Matska. 
<laughs> Cubisiac. Sorry, I'm sorry, Paul. Of course it was my dad. We used to rent VHS movies from time to time, and there it was, Aliens, when I was around 10 years old. I remember that while watching it, I already thought, I'm not going to turn off the lamp in my room for a night. When my dad asked me during a movie, do you feel scared? Of course I said I wasn't scared. I loved this movie and hated it at the same time for giving me sleepless nights. I think there was a bit of a translation in there, but that's that's fantastic. I'll just read these last two ones real quick because they're really fast. Michael. Fassbender. Frazak. Sorry, Michael. Says, or it might be Mikhail. I don't know. My father introduced me to Alien. I was hooked since that moment. I will do the same when my daughters are a bit older. Eldest is four years old right now. Hey, start up now, right? Right, everybody? 32 days. (laughs) So Dave Turner, another good friend of ours, says, So I was introduced to the series when I was just eight years old. Eight years old? I'm telling you, once again, by my older but not wiser brother Tom. Tom (laughs) had recently seen Aliens and had been so captivated by it that he was convinced it would be a great idea if he was to share his experience with his sensitive, unworldly little brother. How wrong he was. <laughs> to prep, I love this. To prep me for my viewing of Aliens, he sat me down and told me to read the passage in the novelization where all hell goes to shit in the hive. I nervously pretended to read the ensuing battle, skimming the main details, but confirming I had indeed read it. If you can stand that, you're ready for it, he said to me with great certainty. It was a gray, drizzly Saturday afternoon when we eventually sat down to watch the film. One and 50 minutes in, the tension and the atmosphere dripping with dread had gotten too much for me. One hour and 50 minutes in. I felt completely overwhelmed, so much so that I chickened out, leaving the room as soon as they discovered the huggers in stasis. But something had gotten inside of me. So I guess it was 50 minutes, not one hour, 50 minutes. Uh, while I had retreated next door to watch the afternoon's football scores come rolling in, I couldn't help but resist the urge to peek my head back in at the point where Ripley awakens <laughs> to find her and Newt's lives in mortal danger. Man, that sickly yellow hue in the med lab is still burnt into my retina to this day. Needless to say, the struggle with the huggers was all too much for me, and I ran out again. But it was too late. I had seen too much this time. Cue two years of smothering nightmares, which I occasionally relive to this day. As the years passed and technology evolved, we purchased our first computer with a DVD drive in 1999, just in time for the Quadrilogy box set to land, which I bought. Do you remember that was like fucking $300 when it came out? No, it wasn't that It was much. so expensive. No. Adjusted for inflation, $1,000. <laughs> it was like $80 or $65. I think it was like 60 yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. I, yeah. I was a... I was a I still have it too. Out, so I, 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 the, for me, that was like we were old saw. enough to like make our own money. You, you were, were in yeah, yeah, we were. <laughs> you were fine. The difference between we you know saved. eight years or whatever separates us. I'm telling you, when you're a little kid, that's hard to pay for. Um, Might as well have been three hundred. <laughs> which I bought. I soon plucked up the courage to start a new with Alien. The rest, they say, is history. So thanks to you, Tom. I owe you a lifetime of memories and for being part of this wonderful, wonderful community. Oh. And thanks for a bunch of nightmares and countless nights sleeping in with mom and dad, too, once they'd calm me down. There you go. There's that link to parenthood for you. That's funny. What a thoughtful great. comment. I love that. That was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody. And yeah. right around the time, you mentioned, like, uh, the th- like right when he was saying it was all too, you know, he got he had to run out of the room that yeah. first time. That's when it hit Vivi, too. It was like the suspense, right? And most people are like, oh, aliens is mindless action. It's like... It's an hour before you see anything. And she sat, I want to say roughly around that time. She watched almost an hour before she was like, it's too much. Yeah, you so, feel it though, that that rumble that something's coming. Yeah. You just, you know. You know it's coming. Yeah. 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 
You see that donut That's... on the desk, and you're like, "Oh, forget about it." Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember that donut seeing it. It made me sick. Yeah, I got like, freaked out by the donut. Yeah, yeah. I it and then so the sexy. hamster. Like I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Something bad happened here." I just remember thinking, like, "It's like." Who would leave a donut? Like, I, I was like, they would send a shit back for that donut, you know, if they, if they get a hold of somebody. But the donut was like, wet and gross. Strawberry glazed donut with sprinkles on it. There's a texture to the donut that's kind of like whatever is on yes. his face. Like, yeah. ah, I don't yeah. want to eat that. <laughs> Why? Do, why? What does it say about me that I think it looks delicious? I also think, and I, I've, I stand by this comment. I've made this before and gotten laughed at, but I really feel like the cocoon material looks fucking fantastic. Like I want to eat. It looks like cotton candy to me. Yes, there's something, especially when they she's breaking it up. Getting I love that out? sound. Yeah, like, Man, save that. I shit love from that. Right home. That 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 cr- cr- crinkle. Like it feels like you're. It, tiramisu like you're breaking tiramisu oh yeah That's, no you so, mean like creme brulee creme brulee yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it is it's like the creme brulee <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> if you're breaking tiramisu i think you're in the wrong restaurant <laughs> okay it might be a little old <laughs> might be really old but yeah those are great i mean i i think that really that's all of these discussions are why we're here as fans. It's what brought us here. And then, of course, the Alien films get darker with Alien 3. But we continue to rally around this amazing movie, which is Aliens. And here we are in the 35th year. So I, I, I'm just happy that we're here. And I'm happy that we can have these discussions and see you guys, like, pass this down to your kids. I, I, I just think it's, for me, as uh, again, as someone who doesn't have technically a child of my own to see that like with your kids andy with definitely with yours patrick and the new photos that christian has shared with his kids in full like not just like this is their costume yeah like screen ready like amazing budget like what it does for me is like an onlooker i just it warms your heart and it, it 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 just tells you again how timeless these movies are or and that movie is i wanted that so bad when i was a kid I wanted the costumes. I wanted the, the props and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. So I'm making them now. Like you're going to put this on and wear it. <laughs> I hear you. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I loved the movie so much that I made paper mache replicas. And the first one I ever made, it was a, probably about two and a half feet tall. I worked on it for a few months and a friend of mine of my dad's who was an adult helped me work on it. And I sold it to a collector for a hundred dollars in Chicago in 91, 92. And it was a trilogy with that. If you invested it right. (laughs) Oh, I know. (laughs) Uh, So I, I much like you Christian, but as a kid, like I wanted to be more a part of the series. So then I eventually made a, a runner, alien and then i made ripley from alien 3 in that pose where she's the aliens right next to her like i just kept making more and more because i couldn't get enough of it so well i feel like i'm making too many jokes tonight but i want to just say lastly that if anybody wants to get an idea of what jamie looks like at san diego comic-con he looks like ripley in that exact shot that you're talking about that's Every fucking picture, you're like, oh, that is not true. You are, Jamie, you I do kind of blue steal it. I you're guess you're gonna come to New York Comic Con with me this time around. We're gonna see Andy there. We're gonna see I Christian do. there. Yes. I'll go with you guys. You're gonna come a, to New- I, I will go why, with I you. I don't know why you hate New York so much, Jamie? But that's, that's <laughs> no, I'm go- 
Well, I'm going to go see Phantom when it opens up, so maybe we can, like, coordinate. Okay, that's good. But you're going to be pissed about the chandelier because I heard they made some changes. No, no, no. If anybody yeah, wants to read that, Jamie no, has it's a not... lengthy blog post on perfectorganism.com. <laughs> no, that's the... About the chandelier opinion. That's the one in the... It's not the New York one. That's the one in England that's at Her Majesty's. West that's end. the one they've changed. The West End, yes. Yeah, fuck them. Travis. You don't fuck with that chandelier. Uh, I don't, I don't. <laughs> and you heard it here on Perfect Organism. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, thank you for sharing. Your thank memories. you for listening. Thank uh, you, Andy and, and we have yes. Thank you, Andy, for coming on. Yes. Thank you of so course. much, so Christian. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the podcast. But before we leave, we just want to mention we have a program called Patreon. You, you can start at four dollars a month. You go to perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Sign up. You can get uh, Frame Rate, which is our filmed review show exclusive to patrons and shit show which where we talk about avp avpr and just have a great time shitting on those movies as we should as everyone should but yeah and all your money goes back into the show it'll go towards our live events and you'll help us continue do what we do so thank you everyone for listening please give us a review on itunes or apple podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts reviews really help us help us get noticed uh more than we do so Thank you, everybody. Thanks, everybody. For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.